I'm a handshake tater. I'm a spud with a play. I'm a miracle that's great day by day. I ain't your average quitter. I don't put up with golf. I'm doing the best I can. The drunk tater. Don't be hater. Welcome to the Path Forward Utah, which, you know, as we're going forward in Utah, it's also the Path Forward for America. And this morning I have with me, I, I want to call you Hot Nacho, <laughs> Ignacio Valdez, who we're debating on the name of his show because uh, uh, Ignacio is going to be doing every other Thursday. Um, so anyway, tell, tell our audience the name you were considering and we're going to be kind of playful with this. Yeah. One. I don't know. I, I think I, I'm thinking about either and caliente with, uh, Ignacio Valdez or, uh, and caliente with Nacho Valdez. I don't know. One of, one of those two, uh, we're going to be set in stone with that, but I, I did, uh, intend to do something like this a couple years ago. Uh, and I wanted to name it and caliente. Um, it's kind of like uh, the translation for the blaze, you know, yeah. kind of like what Glenn Beck has. Uh, but, but yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with En Caliente. En so. Caliente. <laughs> In which, you know, that's going to be his name. But I, I, he told me Caliente means hot. Uh-huh. And yeah. your nickname is also Nacho, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> in my mind, I have hot Nacho. So En Caliente. <laughs> Uh, with Ignacio Valdez every other ch- uh, Thursday. And uh, yeah. so tell our audience what you're going to be kind of focusing in on and what your passions uh-huh. are and also what position you've recently held. All right. Well, just a little bit about myself. Um, I have done a little work for the Republican Party uh, here in my local area. Um, I came to the U.S. back in 2003. Uh, and I have always wanted to, um, you know, be here in the United States and uh, and be part of the society and even speak the language and everything. So uh, speaking the language for me was not a big issue because, I mean, I really loved it. And I even taught English back in Mexico because, um, you know, when, when I was a kid, I used to uh, read all of those English books and uh, watching tons of movies and things like that. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was definitely something that... Uh, I really want to wanted to achieve and you know be just be part of the society here in uh, here in the U.S. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, and being in politics, I used I used not to like politics whatsoever when I was younger. Um, I used to just you know change the channel. Uh, whenever something, you know, politicky, politicky would come up, uh, and but yeah, but now it matters more to me, you know, than because I did not understand, you know, what you know the, how politics impacts the society where you live. Uh, so, and uh, gosh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't quite um, understand uh, the sides, you know, of politics. Um, and I, gosh, I just didn't um, want to quite uh, know or uh, comprehend well. But then it just came the curiosity when I started to vote, uh, when I acquired my citizenship and everything like that. But I'm not going to say that I accidentally um, registered as a Republican. 
<laughs> but that was the very first thing that I did, you know, when when I uh, became a citizen. Uh, and, uh, you know, I started asking a little bit of questions. But then uh, when it was time for me to vote, then I was like, well, what am I going to do? I mean, who am I going to vote for? I don't know, the, you know, those that are going to be in office, uh, how our community is going to be uh, reflected by, by that. So, you know, I, and for me, it was like, it's time for me to pick sides. So when, when did you get your citizenship? Uh, back in 2009. 2009. Yeah, so November, right November after 4th. the Obama was elected. Uh-huh. And so you said you accidentally, or you're not going to say it was accident, <laughs> but you registered as a Republican. I re- I, yeah, I registered as a Republican. And the reason why I did that, it was because um, the, my, uh, my instant connection with uh, um, the with the with the people that I have around, you know, like you know, my wife, relatives, friends, whatever. Uh, most of them, you know, were conservatives, and and also uh, another thing that really uh, made me go on on the correct side is uh, my belief, my belief, my religious beliefs. Uh, that's what helped me. And and nowadays, I'm kind of like questioning a little bit of people that are in my religion that are leftist and uh, i mean we can we can talk about that later but i mean it, but it just drives me insane but i'm saying okay well i i believe in god you know and i do i do believe in certain principles that make me as a person um, and those are the same principles that were utilized to uh, to form this country. Uh, so that makes me think. Okay, well, I mean, if the Repub- if the mission of the Republican Party is uh, the freedom of religion, and if uh, the other side does not want that, they just do whatever you want, whenever you want, you know, whatever. I mean, which is, uh, which is, you know, I guess, okay, you know, uh, live and let live, you know, which is something that, that they talk about a lot. Um, but I just, you know, concentrated more on what I believe, you know, you know, personally. And then that's what made me more, you know, being towards, um, you know, the, uh, the Republican Party. So, you know, being a conservative. Awesome. So, I mean, there's a lot of issues going on right now. And so, Ignacio, and correct me if I'm wrong, you tell me your vision, but kind of we put this team together. And uh, the team is the Path Forward Utah. And uh, the team consists of Ignacio, myself, uh, and also we have Bob McEntee. And Bob, as I mentioned in the past, is kind of over, you know, what's going on in Utah, Utah local politics, because everything's local. And, uh, and we need to really pay attention to local issues. Then we have Ryan uh, Woods, who's the uh, president of the Log Cabin Republicans, so he's going to kind of reach out and, and hit issues that impact uh, the LGBT community and any issue that impacts Americans. And then we also have mm-hmm. some uh, Pastor Jesse and others who will be uh, on the program as outreach to black Americans or black mm-hmm. Utahns. And so we kind of put a team together that if we're going to move forward, we have to pay attention to these different areas. And the Latino community is vital um, for, the, yeah. for the conservative movement to move forward. So, right. Ignacio, that's what you're going to focus in on, how we can reach out to Latinos, mm-hmm. what issues impact and bring Latinos into the Republican Party or into the conservative movement, mm-hmm. and just the issues that are going on that impact us in America. So, yeah. Um, 
he recently you were the uh, Latinos for Trump chair. Uh-huh, yes. And how did that go? How did, did was that kind of a self-appointed position, or <laughs> or were they looking for someone? No. To- well, what happened? Uh, Marco Gutierrez. Uh, he is from Sacramento, California, and he's the one that uh, started the movement uh, years ago. Uh, even when when Trump was uh, being. Um, uh, uh, sorry, I, I keep forgetting words sometimes. But but when Trump was getting into uh, the his uh, uh, when Trump w- was in announced the, in the primary, yeah, in the primary, yeah, uh, then he he's the one that started you know talking more about um, uh, forming a group where all uh, conservative Latinos you know were uh, united and uh, they they were cheering for Trump and everything like that, uh, but. Gosh, these guys. I mean, I can take, I can tell you more more about that when we're when we're back okay. uh, from our first. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this guy is amazing, and I really would love to have him uh, here in the show. He, he's in California, but we can have him on. We can put him on Zoom. Oh, we can. Yeah, nice. and uh, so j- we have just another minute left. So you mentioned that you've always wanted to come to America to be in this society. What was the draw? What what drew you to want that? The culture. Okay, so t- t- what about the culture? Because sometimes as Americans that uh, have been here all of our lives, we mm-hmm. don't even recognize what culture we have until mm-hmm. it's been destroyed, which right yeah. now it's been destroyed. So what is the culture that you saw that you liked? Well, uh, the, the culture of uh, encouragement and progression. I'm not going to say progressivism. It's, yeah. it's a, the culture of progression. Opportunity. Opportunity, uh, more... Um, I would say more more encouragement because I mean in the in the places of work that I've been here it's been more like um, it, it, yes there's competition but it's clean competition it's not uh, some you know that they they would prevent you from from progressing uh, progressing I don't know we can we can talk about that you know okay. in, in a more um, lengthy conversation so okay awesome <laughs> you know again culture is kind of a funny thing because we don't always when you're in the midst of it you don't recognize what what specific things are unique about your culture so uh-huh. anyway we'll talk about the uniqueness of american culture and opportunities that are here when we're back on the path forward utah which is also the path forward for america Welcome back to the Path Forward Utah. I'm Jamie Renda with the host of what is going to be now. Well, we haven't decided the name yet, but uh, in caliente. In caliente. And so, in the back of your mind, just think hot nacho. He's going to get me for this, but <laughs> that's the translation. Or nacho is hot. Or, uh, but uh, anyway, what does the N stand for? Is it for nacho? Uh, the N. Well, okay. So en caliente, it's a mean, uh, means something that. Um, and caliente is like something, it can be either something prompt, it will be like a slang word for something prompt, something uh, that's uh, that's dynamic, uh, something that's quick, 
caliente yeah means hot but in a slang perspective is basically that you know like something that's that's prompt you know okay. in, in this section that that, that I want to bring up to the table is uh, uh, we, we want to talk about uh, current issues that are going on right now uh, that affect the Hispanic community or the community in general um, but uh, but yeah you know we just want to be able to, uh, to talk about those uh, those topics okay I think uh, I, so. I just have nacho stuck in my head because uh, Ignacio said that his nickname is Nacho, so you can call him Nacho. So when he told me Caliente and then in Caliente, I automatically put in my head the for the hot Nacho, which I like, but in Caliente is, so that means quick and hot. So the quick yeah. and hot news of the day, uh, or the current news of the day, and, the, yeah. and that you're going to take a hot perspective on it. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about, uh, you mentioned culture so let's just briefly talk uh-huh. on culture and then we're going to tie it into some things that are going on in the world today or in america today mm, okay well gosh there's just way too much to talk about you know as far as uh, culture is concerned um the, the, the culture of uh, i don't know i see that there's more unity um you know here in the united states uh, it's more like Um, and you know, individuals they just want to. Um, I don't know. It's there's there's easier opportunities. Uh, there's easier easier ways to uh, for you to progress in life. I think um, education is a whole lot better. I mean, even though that experts say that uh, the United States ha- is not, you know, the. Um, Uh, the you know the top but but then why do we keep getting uh, a lot of people trying to come here to get an education you know we have the best universities in the world um that compete with uh, uh universities in England and in Japan and, and things like that obviously you know it just depends on what you want to do uh but i i don't know i i just feel that america is uh Is a whole lot better, you know. It's got a, a great culture of, uh, um, you know, progression and, um, yeah. So I have a question, and I don't know this from because uh, I've never lived in Mexico. I do have a son-in-law who mm-hmm. his family is from Mexico, and I've never had this conversation directly with him. But my in-laws uh, brought in Indian foster kids that they mm-hmm. had during the school year uh, throughout my husband's childhood, and so my mother oftentimes, my mother-in-law went out on the reservations to kind of make that connection to, you know, where the children were coming from. And so she spent several months out on the reservations trying to understand. But mm-hmm. one of the things that she picked up out on the reservation is that when somebody was trying to move up, mm-hmm. that people pulled them back down because it made mm-hmm. them out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And uh, so is it that same thing in Mexico? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it happens a lot. You know, when they see that somebody is doing really well, um, when somebody is uh, making more money and things like that, they they try to either bring that person down somehow. Uh, because, I don't know, they have that mentality that everybody's supposed to be equal. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> go figure. That's what's going on right now. <laughs> that's what I wanted to they're, kind of they're address to. So... Okay, so whatever, and, and, and this is going to be a, a super easy to understand now, and you will be able to see it. So it is weird uh, for uh, for people in America now that that what leftists are doing 
So any of those leftist ideologies, that's what they have down in Latin America. Okay. Like, you know, if somebody is doing a whole lot better than you, then they're like, hey, why is he? So, hey, he's supposed to be the same as me. So, you know, let's bring that person down and uh, steal from, you know, steal from that person or uh, do damage somehow. He's the enemy. He's on top. You know, so when you were talking about the culture of America is supportive, that's what you're talking about. People are supportive of you trying to live your dream or correct. trying to be more successful. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I've seen a lot here, uh, you know, in, in the U.S. So, I mean, they will give you more. Uh, you will have more opportunities for you to succeed. You know, more. there are more tools available to you, um, you know, to, to do things that you want to achieve in life. Um, people go more on vacations. I mean, now in Mexico, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing more of that. Uh, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of people that are are not able to go to the beach, or you know, go on you know, super fun vacations. And now they are able to do it. Um, you know, which means to me that the economy and opportunities are you know, a, a little a little bit better. We, uh, but you know, one of the things that I was talking uh, that I heard multiple people that I know. Uh, from Mexico say that under Trump, uh, because Trump was tough on some things, that it actually improved the safety of Mexico and increased the opportunity of Mexico. Have you seen that over the past four years? Say that one more time, sorry. Because Trump was kind of tough on our border and tough Mm -hmm. on crime and and really fought kind of the war on drugs, on the uh, opiate addiction, Uh that it actually started improving the safety in Mexico over the past four years. It was making Mexico a safer place to be. So it improved the economics of Mexico. Uh I would say so, yeah. Um, There has been more accountability. Uh, towards uh, uh, the Mexican president, um, it was my understanding that they had more uh, more vigilantes, you know, around the border. They even had the military uh, being in charge of the border. Uh, being uh, me, being from Mexico um, and uh, traveling to the border, uh, I I have been able to actually see military personnel, military personnel. Um, Excuse me. Uh, so it, it's been military personnel um, uh, being able to just to, to be at the borders and and uh, detain um, uh, detain a lot of you know migrants from other countries. So that has been done, you know, for a long time. So we're, we're going to Ignacio introduce the third guest we have in here. <laughs> We have Ignacio. What, what is his name? Uh, Evan. Evan. Evan Ignacio's young son is in here with us. So if you hear some background uh, conversation, that is Evan in the background. I apologize. You, oh, no, no problem. <laughs> do we have him set up on what he wants to watch? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm trying to do that. Okay. Well, he sets up. I'm going to talk just a minute about what's going on at our border right now. And uh, that when you have the president of Mexico coming out and chastising our current president for the way he's behaving at our border. That really says something about where we're at because Biden is just like an open fest right now. I mean, he even made the Freudian slip that our borders are not uh, closed, and uh, which is really dangerous. I mean, that's basically an open invitation. And Ignacio and I were talking before the program 
that uh, the people coming in right now were coming from some uh, other countries south of Mexico, and so they pass through Mexico to get to here. And if they don't make it into the United States, then that creates an illegal immigrant problem in Mexico itself, which has some negative impacts. Mm-hmm. So we have about 30 seconds here. Let's kind of wrap that up, and then we're going to talk about it again when we get back on the mm-hmm. program. So, All right. Um- Okay, so the the problem the problem at the border has always been uh, super uh, super important, you know, uh, not just for uh, for the United States, for Mexico as well. And Mexico has uh, been doing things um, to to protect uh, people from uh, going in, in, you know, for people from crossing the border illegally. So, so yeah. So we'll be back on the path for Utah, which is the path for America. In just a minute with Ignacio Valdez. the Path Forward Utah. I'm Jamie Renda with a, uh, Ignacio Valdez today. We're talking about issues that impact us here in America from perhaps south of the border and uh-huh. and from uh, Latinos in uh, that live here in America. What is the, you know, la- last year during the election, they tried this new terminology, Latinx. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard that did not go over very well. So just so I understand, because I'm always like, you know, all the terminology changes and shifts here and there. Uh-huh. Is Latino the best terminology for me to use when we're having discussions referring to people from Mexico and South America? Uh-huh. I would say yes. I mean, if, if that's a term that you feel more comfortable, you know, talking about, then sure, you know, use the, the you know, Latino or Hispanic. His, okay, Hispanic. Because uh-huh, yeah. I used to use spa- Hispanic, and then I was told it's Latino. Uh-huh. So I, I, I just, you know, it, it kind of shifts and changes. And Yeah, it doesn't matter. To, to me, it doesn't. But it, it is my understanding that the word Latino is, is uh, more related to uh, an Italian person or, you know. But the thing is, is uh, uh, saying Latino is more like uh, um, somebody that that speaks a language that comes from Latin, mm-hmm. uh, because Latin is uh, the mother language for uh, Romance languages like uh, Spanish or Portuguese or French. Uh, you know, those are you know uh, languages that are derivated from from Latin. So. Um, and obviously, well, French does have some English words in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, English is more Germanic. So, why all of a sudden did we shift from Hispanic to using the term Latinos then? That's a really good question. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, because that tended to happen in the last like five, ten years. I'm not uh-huh. for sure, but all of a sudden it was. It seemed like Hispanic was no mm-hmm. longer the term that you're supposed to use. But anyway, well, we'll, we'll shift and use whatever one we want to use. It's your program, and you can. <laughs> but Just call us however you want. Anything but late for dinner, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Hispanic Americans uh-huh. and what their value systems are and how okay. those align with different political parties. Uh-huh. And uh, to me, as I look at Hispanic Americans, my my 
aunt uh, married a, 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 also like my daughter, a man from yeah. Mexico, and uh, he is also a big pro-Trump person. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so one of the things that uh, I see is the the culture that I see from Hispanic Americans are very family oriented. Yes, and uh, and also tend to be much more pro life. And yeah. uh, and then you mentioned like the opportunity entrepreneurism. Yeah. And so then I ha- then I go well why don't more Hispanics vote Republican? Why is it that the Hispanics mm-hmm. are like a sixty forty split? You know between uh-huh. Republican Democrat. Whereas I I don't know I mentioned I think one time when you were on the program Black Americans it's like a ninety percent ten percent split which it's really got a lot of disparity. Which Joe Biden yeah. mentioned this and it was a total the way he mentioned it was a. Uh, Oh, I, I just, if I was a black American, I would have been just totally infuriated because he, <laughs> he was talking about, he said, you know, Latinos, and he used the word Latinos, are more diverse in their thoughts than blacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so I think that's what he meant is that, there, you know, the, that 40-60 split's not quite as dramatic as the yeah. uh, 10-90. So what can we do <laughs> to bring in more Hispanics into the conservative movement? What is it that we can do to attract more Oh goodness! So you know that's a that's a really fantastic. Just tell tell them the truth. I would say tell them the truth and tell them things that are more uh, susceptible to their uh, uh, belief system. I would say because just like you mentioned, you know earlier, um, you know uh, uh, Hispanics. Uh, well, and yeah, Hispanics. And I'm talking about people from Latin America. Um, you know, we we are you know our, our morals go more with uh, uh, with a religion. You know, it's more uh, you know Catholic and you know very very conservative. Um, and but yeah, there are Mexicans that are liberals. You know that uh, that lean to the left. But I'm going to tell you something. Um, uh, Hispanics are very soft hearted. Um, yes, there's uh, everything, you know, in the Hispanic community, like, you know, um, uh, hard-headed people and, you know, and, and, but in its majority, they're, they're more believers and it's more, it's more of a soft heartened, um, type of uh, situation here, uh, that they're very easily seduced by the by the leftist uh, perspectives so when you say soft hearted they tend to believe that the left are more compassionate people and and care about people more and so because they're soft hearted i would say yeah yeah because you know when you go to mexico people are very hospitality Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if you are wandering around, and you know, if you ask for something to eat, yeah, yeah, come come over. You know, you you will be served and and everything. So, uh, I mean, that's that's how they are. You know, they're very kind. Um, and like like I said, um, the seduction, they are very susceptible yeah. uh, to the seduction of the left. Because, it, like I said, you know, those uh, kind of like, oh, yeah, he's progressing or she's pro- pro- progressing and let's bring that down, yeah. you know. And uh, um, uh, it was pretty funny to, to hear one day that somebody, somebody from Latin America won the lottery 
and all of the people from where he was from, they're like, hey, he's supposed to be give all that money over to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's just common humanity. You know, it's like you're, you know, anytime somebody comes into a windfall, we all want part of that. Or, but uh, but I, th I think that mentality that you're talking about, though, is... Um, well, one of the things that I, and I'll just point out a situation. I, mm -hmm. I've had a family that's worked for me on and off for about eight, nine years. Uh -huh. And, uh, well, not really eight, nine years because they haven't worked for me for about three years. Yeah. Uh, but the families all pull together uh, mm -hmm. resources and time and households so they can accomplish um, mm -hmm. their dreams. So there seems to be more of a... In, I don't know if, if, if this is the right word or not, or the right uh, concept, but it's definitely more of a family effort than you see in some mm -hmm. traditional Caucasian homes. Uh -huh. um, yeah. But it's very much uplifting each other. So it's not the same thing, perhaps, as you saw in Mexico. Uh -huh. Maybe because they came here for the opportunities, but it's definitely more of a family effort in yeah. helping each other succeed to get to that next level uh -huh. yeah. um, and, the, and they're finding great success <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah. uh, they definitely are, are seeing the American dream but uh, very supportive of each other as a family mm -hmm. so, yeah. so that's one of the things I admire that I think that's incredible mm -hmm. uh, when one of them bought a home all of them were over there they have a lot of carpentry and tile work so they're all over helping fix uh, that home up and completely redo it. And then the next person bought a home and they're all over there <laughs> fixing it up and redoing it. Yeah. And, it and it just kind of that, um, anyway, it was just, I like that. I, I like that unity and that family value system. But so you, do you see that among family members in Mexico as well, or more among outsiders of that family? Um, I see that as well. Uh, I, I see, I see it more. And I don't know. You know, like I said, some a lot of people are very different too. Um, but you know, that's uh, and, and I don't want to you know do stereotyping or or anything like that. Um, uh, which it's another thing that you know it, it's an <laughs> it's another talk for okay for, for another podcast. But but in, in general, I would say um, the importance of you know be, being with the, with your mom and dad, and uh, you know with your grandma and your grandpa. It's a very conservative uh, perspective. Um, you know, just remembering them. Uh, you know, what we have something like. Uh, um, uh, well, it's it's called the Day of the Dead, uh, which you know you can see the Coco movie. That's a really good perspective of uh, you know caring about your family and uh, being with them and remember who remembering who they were you know before in the past you know before they passed on. So, is that where <clears throat> we got Halloween from, or is that different? No, okay, it's, that's it's different. different. What it, day? It, what day is the Day of the Dead on? November November second. Okay, so just close to that. Uh, yeah, but... kind of close to Halloween. Okay. Um, and I don't know where, when you were mentioning that, I thought, is that where Halloween came from? This? <laughs> anyway, when we get back on the program, we're going to be talking about what's going on at our border, how that impacts us here in the United States, and uh, also how it impacts Mexico, and what we should be doing about that um, 
I don't know. We'll just kind of have an open discussion yeah. on that and how we should be moving forward. So, again, I'm Jamie Renda with Ignacio Valdez, who is going to be in caliente. Does that say that right? <laughs> yes, en caliente. En caliente, which means the hot and quick news of the day yeah. every two weeks here on the Path Forward Utah. Welcome to the Path Forward Utah. I'm Jamie Render with Ignacio Vadez, and Ignacio <laughs> will be the host of this program the second and fourth Thursdays of the month, and uh, he's going to be calling his segment of the Path Forward Utah, In Caliente. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay. En Caliente. Well, he's going to be putting that in, uh, the little Latino... Impact on impact, it, yeah, um, Hispanic yeah. impact, and being able to say it. In the, I, I, I was going to say it with the S for the C, but it's when it's a C, does it make a K sound then? Uh-huh. Caliente. Yep. Okay. Um, so anyway, let's talk about what's going on at our borders. Oh goodness, and it's a it's a never ending story. Um, there, there's, um, I, I I really don't like to pay attention to. Uh, sensationalism um, in in the news because it just makes everything to look super new. Like it's something that's happening just because uh, you know Donald Trump is you know doing such and such and whatever. So I mean it's it's been around for many many years. Um, I remember in 1996. Uh, obviously, I was 16 years old. Um, I remember. Uh, Listening to the news that uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Clinton was going to put a wall all, all, all across the border, but now, <laughs> and a lot of people were like really mad about it, um, which you know they were taking the wrong the wrong approach to that because I mean it's like your next door neighbor is putting a a, a fence around his home because he wants privacy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people do not understand that, um, you know, because they, they're like, okay, well, um, another thing that, that it's impacting a lot is that the understanding of uh, go, being illegal in a country that it's not yours. Um, a lot of people get very upset about that. And they're like, well, it's a normal thing. You just go into the United States I- illegally, and then you can work and send money, and, you know, y- your life is good. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just the, the normality of something that's not right being normalized as something that's good, and it should be happening. So, you know, that's something that I don't, I don't quite understand. So Trump, you know, did follow through on what many politicians for years said they were going to do, and that is build a wall. And so Trump uh-huh. started building that wall against a ton of opposition. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of ways, I, I, I don't know, I, that, uh, I think that wall also helped Mexico. Uh-huh. Was it, did you see it as beneficial to Mexico as well? Um, beneficial... 
I would say yes. And uh, and the reason why I said that is because, uh, and this problem is is been going for many 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 years, you know, from people from other countries and even from the Middle East. And another thing that I should tell you about this is that um, there there are uh, narco salpaparas that that talk about how drug dealers do their business, um, but obviously in a different. In a different way, kind of like uh, um, so. They obviously they're not named the same way as the the real narcos or the real drug dealer lords. Mm -hmm. They just like put somebody that looks like him, uh, that's kind of named like him, um, but it's not real. And then they put a disclaimer in the beginning: "Oh, this story is is, is based in, in real facts. However, it's not the real person." You know. So, so what they what they do is that they they have they ha there has been episodes where um, these guy these people from the Middle East that they're like, hey, I'm gonna give you all this money, and they show the huge cash, cash, you know, hey, if you let us go through the border with Mexico because we cannot fly or whatever, they they're like, oh yeah, we'll just give you this money so we can bring in plutonium over the border. And they they kind of like I hope I'm not getting in trouble for saying this. <laughs> so they kind of show you know staged you know a tunnel, you know they go underneath the border and things like that, and you know where they um, uh, they pass a lot of drugs and and weapons and you know back and back and forth, not just yeah. from the United States to Mexico. It's uh, it's back and forth drugs and even even plutonium. Uh, and we're we're talking about serious stuff right there. Yeah. No, that is. I, I hadn't even thought. I mean, I have thought about it in the past, but in this segment, I wasn't thinking about that. But Mexico's pretty tough on illegal immigration, are they not? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be super transparent and honest with you okay. about this. Uh, they do have they do have their their laws uh, with immigration. However, if you have a, a stash of cash, you're you're gonna be okay. Okay. You know, um, it is. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of corruption, and it's people are super easy to. Um, but if you don't have a lot of cash, if if, if you it, don't, it's pretty harsh. It, yeah, it, it's a, it's pretty harsh, uh, and you have to you have to kind of like comply as well. Uh, but obviously, I don't know. I mean, you can you can be illegal in Mexico and live there for many years, and uh, and still, you know, nobody will say anything or nobody will will call immigration on you or anything like that. However, if you are um, if you are caught, then they will take you to a detention. Uh, you know, a facility, and they will not feed you, yeah. or or they will. But the conditions are super worse. That's that's what, what was my understanding is that um, that they're not easy on illegal immigrants mm -hmm. into their country. But yet, we get criticized. You know, yeah. you know the way we um, are opposed to illegal immigration on our part. But yeah. so we don't have a whole lot of time left in this segment. But let's talk about just the hypocrisy behind. Our current president and Speaker mm -hmm. of the House and Senate members that are uh, that are ba basically wiping all of our borders out uh, with Mexico, welcoming in mm -hmm. this mass 
uh, immigration that's coming through illegally. Mm-hmm. But yet, we have a fence around our our White House and our <laughs> Congress right now. What, just tell me what your feelings are on that. Uh, the hypocrisy of the left is uh, super big. Um, go figure. You know when when they when the left and uh, you know Black Lives Matter and Antifa they uh, kidnapped and I'm going to say the word kidnapped uh, eight blogs by eight blogs uh, of in Oregon. Um, they they actually tore down the police department there. They expelled everybody you know from that area. And the mayor of uh, of that town didn't do anything about it. You know why? Because he was a Democrat, and uh, they didn't allow anybody to come into that area. And they built a wall. Yep. And they had guns to defend their little country, you know, or whatever. Are, you, area. are we talking about Seattle or Seattle? Seattle, yeah, okay, Seattle. with chats. Well, Washington. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. In Washington. Well, the, <laughs> the same things happen in Portland too. We just weren't uh, given the same notification in Portland. Yeah. I mean, Portland had 160 days right in a row of yeah. riots, uh, federal building buildings trying to be burned down and torn up, police precincts being damaged, and. Uh-huh. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of uh, businesses being destroyed. And we heard very yeah. little about what was going on in Portland. But similar to what was taking place in Seattle in the little city of Chaz. And what they put up? They put up a wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they had it protected by people with uh-huh. guns, as you mentioned. So again, it is uh, yeah. complete hypocrisy. And I have friends that uh, I've debated on the left on this about... Um, you know, dis, uh, defunding the police. And I said, the very people you're mm-hmm. saying you want to protect are the very people yeah. you're hurting with that rhetoric. And, um, and we see it happening in these inner city communities, uh, where they've been so hostile towards the police. The crime rates have gone up a hundred percent in some cases, uh, carjackings, murders. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty horrible. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the last thing I want to say here is that I don't know. It, it seems it seems super uh, staged to me. You know, all of these all of these that's been happening, uh, all of the acting and uh, all all the, the rhetoric, um, you know, uh, towards conservatives and you know on one another. And uh, I don't know. It, it just surprises me. You know how dumb they can play. You know with uh, the economy and uh, uh, doing the wages for you know fifteen dollars an hour, and uh, it's just I don't know. It, it's uh, just incredible to me what's going on. So anyway, it is sad. So every other week we are going to have Ignacio uh, Valdez for In Caliente on, talking about issues that impact America and specifically those that impact. Uh, Latino Americans, Hispanic Americans, and how we can draw more uh, Latinos, Hispanics. We'll figure out whatever yeah. name he's going to use there in <laughs> talking about uh, great Americans who live in our country and how we can bring them into the conservative moment, uh, movement. Yep. So this is the path forward Utah. And as we move forward in Utah, we move America forward. And so the path for America. Yes.